When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off. Leave the room, leave the room. Let me fix this. I gotta fix this. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Gray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I am less than, oh no, no, three full days now into into puppy ownership. Three full days? Three full days, because it was Saturday morning, and the, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I just... You were not the only person who told me it would be harder than having a baby and that seems impossible because kids are kids are pretty hard mm-hmm. it is so much harder mm-hmm. because they they don't stop uh-huh. moving uh-huh. but it's not just moving they don't want to just like run around like you have to interact uh-huh. and i will say fortunately she is sleeping through the night in her in her crate so that's been great. Oh, fuck and you. I'm, it happened that fast? I don't know why. And he, but here's the thing. So she's in her in her crate and like her bed is on one side. And because she's still potty training, like there's that, that pee pad on the other half in case she needs to use it. She just tears the shit out of it every <laughs> night. Like the entire thing is torn to shreds. I think she does it in the morning. But she's never had an accident in her crate. Like she just doesn't use it. Doesn't care. But she sleeps. She she whines for maybe the first, I don't know, five or ten minutes after going in, but then sleeps through the night. <laughs> and she's up at like 5.15. Uh-huh. Which, I'm a morning person. And I swear to God, the next person who says, oh, that's great, she's on your schedule, fuck them. Because <laughs> I love mornings when I have to get up and make a pot of coffee and work quietly. But this is like open the kennel she's this little black tornado of fangs and does not stop going for an hour and a half like walks out in the yard playing with toys crazy then she crashes and i'm i'm done for the day like <laughs> i'm just done and then by that point you know it's 7 a.m so in summary it was a really great decision and Question. I don't. I don't know what to do. Does yeah. she? So you did name her Lily. I did name her Lily. Yes. And guys, he sent me a video of her. I did. What is it called? A puppuccino. She was enjoying a puppuccino from Starbucks. Yes. A little shot of whipped cream, right? Yeah. It's... I mean, when you have a dog that can basically fit into a venti cup. <laughs> I feel like it's necessary to do that. This is the most precious video I've ever seen. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I need to calm the fuck down. Can I just need to get that out. Heather's got to calm the fuck down because so much is happening and my children are like can't 
pay attention to anything. So we've, so I should just keep sending you puppy videos. Yeah, it's great. Like talking about puppies is great. Um, is she biting or grabbing things or chewing on things? Everything, yes. <laughs> all of the things. Although it, it's weird, like her. The hardest part of the day is morning, like until mid morning, until like ten, eleven o'clock in the morning is the hardest because she's got a ton of energy, and a lot of that comes out in her teeth. But as the day progresses, that fades. Um, and I think the, like how hard she's biting kind of calms down as well. But oh yeah, she bites fingers, uh, clothes, toes, shoes. Um, she has toys and we've been really good about making, like having those available so she can bite those. She bites my beard, which is awesome. <laughs> that does not hurt at all. And yeah, basically everything. Oh my God. I was just researching puppy training in my area before we started recording actually, because holy hell, I don't, she's in so many ways, very, very, very good. And she'll like, as I'm getting her food ready, she just sits patiently in the middle of the kitchen and waits for it and then eats and then becomes a maniac again. But overall she does really well. It's just, it's a lot. Wow. Yeah. So their teeth come out. Uh, they get their their baby teeth start falling out, I believe, around week 16, just so you know. Okay, so I've got like another six weeks. Well, and if you don't cure her of the biting or the nipping, she won't stop. Yes. Well, and that's something I'm trying to figure out how to, I don't. You know what you have to do? Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. something, that's why I was looking at training and trying to figure out, because I know it's ineffective to just yell no about everything. It doesn't really <laughs> work. Like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, Chuck used to, so it was a one-bedroom apartment, and he would, like, grab a shoe and run into the other room because he okay. knew he wasn't supposed to. And I'd chase after him, and he, by the time I would get to him, he would have bitten through the shoe. Oh, yeah. And then he would run around the kitchen and go back into the bedroom, and he would get underneath our bed and hide. Oh, God. Yeah, he ate shoes, and he ate clothes, and he chewed the wall. Chewed the wall? Yeah, he would, like... Interesting. Especially when they're teething like that. Like, they're, they're some, sometimes they're, like, babies, where they're just like, I gotta, I gotta gnaw, right? On anything, yeah. Um, when we finally got a trainer, so I thought it would be funny... God, this is so stupid when I think back about it. I thought it would be funny to say, speak for your food, right? So I would get him to bark before he would eat. Oh, yeah. That probably backfired pretty quick. Yeah, well, the, the trainer came and he was like, what are you doing? Why would you ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I said, yeah, it did get pretty annoying pretty fast. <laughs> oh, man. She doesn't, she doesn't bark a lot. I think mostly because she does, she, I don't even know if she really has a bark, to be honest with you. I think I've heard it once. Yeah. But she kind of whimpers. She growls like she'll play tug. And she's actually very good at playing. Like she can play without just wanting to gnaw on your hands. Uh-huh. But, and I feel like she's, she's kind of already noticing, like if I go into the kitchen with her and I pick up this one bowl with little dog bones on it, she sits down and waits. Ah. Like, she knows what's in it, but 
she is oh my god the biting and she eats everything outside everything which grass i've i've gotten over but i mean sticks rocks pine cones mm-hmm. cigarettes trash like it, it doesn't matter i've picked so much out of, I, I picked an old piece of chewing gum out of her mouth this morning in the half dark i just a whole piece of chewing gum like an like no an old piece yeah a whole piece oh. but definitely pre-chewed <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was really awesome um and it's hard i mean i i'm crate training or doing the best that i can with it and i don't know how people don't oh i know i mean because i like i i would not be able to get anything done the only time i can do anything is if she's asleep by choice or if she's in the crate and then I have to go and the crates on the first floor and I have to be in my office on the second floor because if she hears me, the, she just whines. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a heartbreaking little whine. <laughs> well, oh, she's man. a puppy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chuck did not enjoy his crate and would whimper all the time. And he did not sleep through the night for... A couple of months like he would have to get up and go to the bathroom and i lived on the second floor of an apartment building and i had to run down the hall down two flights of stairs and then there was like one patch of grass <laughs> <laughs> and we would do that like once or twice a night for two two straight months so he would wake up and whimper and then yeah. okay and i would just run him outside um so the trainer man my god he is the most brilliant trainer he he told us first to put a sheet over the crate because most crates you can see out of and yeah that mine's a wire crate so same and i've heard that but i haven't tried it yet yeah uh coco has a sheet over her crate it sort of makes it more cave-like more they can't see so they're like oh well you know i can't see you so i'm not going to cry for you Although they right. <laughs> they can totally smell you. And hear you. And hear you. Yeah. She, Coco actually recognizes my gate. And she knows it's me coming in the door. So she doesn't run to it. Because she knows that I will not acknowledge her existence until she calms down. Wow. And she screams. She screams when anybody <laughs> else comes through the door. But she knows you're not going to fuck with that. She's like, no, not worth it. I should, I should post a, a, a video of how crazy she screams. So he also uh, told us to feed Chuck in the crate. And so he would... I have, just read that this morning. Yeah. So it's, so it's a good association with the crate. He sold us some tripe. Do you know what tripe is? No. Um, I believe that it, it is like a raw fish. Anyway, he's like, try this first and... What you do is you tell him to go to his crate and like you teach him crate, like you teach him where the crate is and to go to his crate. And so, what we, okay. So when you say that, like they know it's a location. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, so what I did is I <laughs> tripe because it is raw has a very, 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 very distinct smell. Okay. And we opened the can and he was flipping out when we opened the can. So I put it in his bowl and I walked over to his crate and I said, crate. And he ran to the crate and then I 
went back into the kitchen with the tripe and he followed me back. And I literally, it just, it took that one time and I said, crate. And he ran to the crate. Really? Yes. He ran and stood there and waited for me. And I walked back okay. in and I sat the bowl down and he literally gulped it in one like gigantic inhalation. <laughs> With tripe, okay, because I, I do think I have like some just little dog treats, mm-hmm. but I feel like I need to get something higher stakes than that. Yeah, that's really worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. I give her like, like when she goes to the bathroom outside, I'll you know give positive reinforcement and then give her a little treat. Yeah, and she's actually been pretty decent about it. But do you put her in the crate when you leave the house? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's already tried to chew on the sofa so yeah exactly and it's a it's a kind of fabric where her little teeth would just shred it yeah and i'm gonna be buying some pet gates <laughs> oh my god i forgot I about find. those oh that's right she doesn't know there's a second floor like she hasn't realized there are stairs i do not plan to show her not now i'm not ready for there to be even more places for her to be because she can be everywhere. And my house is still a, a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Because all the furniture can't be... It can actually be moved back today. That's on my list for tonight. But everything is still in one room. And fortunately, the one room that it's in is the one room that still has carpeting in it. So it's a good reason to keep her out of there anyway. And having two empty rooms connected with new hardwood... And a puppy is actually pretty ideal. Yeah. Because she can run around. She's only had like two accidents in the house, both on, well, one on linoleum and one on hardwood. One on land and one one by sea. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But the fact that there are these big empty rooms, we can kind of be in there with her Mm -hmm. and throw her toys and play with her. And there's not like, we don't have to keep her from chewing on the furniture. Right doing this or that which is awesome but i think it took her like 20 minutes of being at my house to pee on the hardwood so that was fun (laughs) like just immediately after we had been outside after she had peed yeah yeah (laughs) i also never realized and maybe this is me i have a feeling this is just a, a thing you do with pets or dogs but how much i would be talking to her like nonstop, whether it's telling her not to do something or telling her she did something well or encouraging her to walk or asking her not to drag a stick that's three times the size of her body. It's just nonstop conversation, one-sided conversation. One-sided conversation. That's usually very stern. <laughs> yeah. It's either very stern or it's, did you just go pee? Oh, good girl. Out on a street corner with 10 people standing there. <laughs> It's just a weird, I, I mean, it is like suddenly you have a baby. Like everyone who's going to have a kid, like they don't know if they're going to be a good parent. They're not sure how they're going to do it. They don't know what they're going to do. And then the kid is there and you're, something switches in your brain. Yeah. And you, you have this different voice and you have different mannerisms. And I feel like it's the exact same thing with a dog. Mm-hmm. So Cowboy has some security cameras in the living rooms that we have. Okay. And I'm sure like sometimes, sometimes I'll work at the countertop just 
to get a change of scenery on my <laughs> laptop. And I'm sure if he would looks at the, the footage, it's just me going, stop, stop it, stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop it, stop. Yeah, that sounds like my day. And she's 11 years old. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. There was, I don't know if I've ever told this story. I was at home alone with Chuck, um, when we adopted him because that was right after I lost my job. And so I was doing all this freelance work. And so I was the one doing most of the, like being with him and training him and all that. And like you said, it's like non-stop. I mean, you have like these moments where you think they're going to calm down for like 15 minutes and you may get like a 15 minute break from their craziness. But it's always with, with the anticipation that it's going to start up again. So I was exactly. like, I, I was on edge all the time. And so I started getting up and walking him pretty far in the neighborhood and every morning just to try to get his energy out. And it just never worked. And one day I sort of ran with him through the neighborhood and we got home, I took a shower. I came out of the shower and he was lying on the couch, not doing anything. Okay. And... I kind of walked around the apartment, came back, and he was lying on the couch, and he looked up at me, and then he put his head back down. And I immediately called my trainer, and I was like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong? What happened? And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, so um, it's a dog. And eventually what they do is they sleep all the time. So he, he's turning into a dog. But I, I'm, I'm already ready for that. Right. I'm, oh yeah. I'm so ready for but that. But it scared the shit out of me because it just happened all of a sudden. He just started to sleep for like an extended periods of time. So to the point where like eventually you'd have to like motivate him to get up. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> I know. I. Uh, I mean, and she she does when she does sleep. It's for. A good chunk of time, uh-huh. but it's just I, I guess I was ignorant to think that for some periods of her being awake, I could also exist in my own world, and I that is just not an option. No, I mean it's it's been good because Lexton is absolutely in love with her, and they get along really well. So we tag team it, which helps, but it's like tag teaming out of desperation i need you to take her outside for 15 minutes so that i can sob in the corner (laughs) then you can come back in and i will take over again i'm thankfully the weather has been good i have like a screened in porch Mm -hmm. so i can be out there with her and there's really nothing for her to destroy and she can still kind of be outside but again and this was something i was just reading online too is i kind of had this idea like here are some toys I will be here with you. You can play and burn some energy. That is not what they do. It's like if you're not entertaining them, it's because they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. But if they're awake, you need to be entertaining them. You could have like a basket of toys. It doesn't matter. She'll chew on one for two minutes and then wants me to pull it or me to throw it yes. or they're me to very, do something. Puppies are very codependent like that, you know? Like, Oh, yeah. You must be interacting with me if I'm awake. Right. Uh-huh. And it's it's cute. And when I don't have work to do or things to do, it's great. But 
Wow. Yeah. It is, it is something. Because we lived in an apartment, we always had to have him on leash when we, when we went outside. And um, we met so many people. I don't know if, if this is happening to you or it probably will, but if you walk her in any sort of like a populated space, you start to meet people. It just it instantly happens. Like we, we met so many people within the first week of having him. Because everybody stops and asks, you know, what kind of dog is he? He's so cute. What's his name? And this is my dog. And yeah. Oh yeah, that that has already that has already happened. And I have I've tried to take her out in areas that might have people but aren't crazy busy, mm-hmm. just because she's still very small and young. And but absolutely every single person, like <laughs> kids, elderly people, family. It's it's crazy. Like. Everyone wants to stop and pet the dog and what's her name and how old is she and what kind of dog is she and which is, which is fine. I mean, I don't mind interacting, but it makes me realize too, how many people I pass without even a nod. Yeah. Like I would never interact if it weren't for, for the dog. (laughs) And, and I will say I went right after adopting her to, I don't know, a pet store. I don't remember which one it was, PetSmart or something with a friend of mine and we were in the aisle and I, I think she was holding Lily and our backs were to our cart, which was blocking the aisle. And all of a sudden this lady just goes, excuse me, like super bitchy because the cart was in the way and we turn around and the second she sees the dog, she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't even <laughs> worry about it. Just immediately. It was crazy, but it is, there's a lot of attention. So much attention. And she loves it, which is great. Yeah. And she seems to be pretty good when people have come up to see her and pet her. She doesn't, she's not so bitey that she like bites everyone all the time, which is nice because that's always my concern that they're going to come over and pet her and all she's going to want to do is bite their fingers off. But that's been okay for the most part. But I think most people that approach dogs like with that much enthusiasm are dog people. So they just know like, this is a puppy. She's probably going to behave in this way. And I'm ready for that. Boy dogs, boy dogs, Uh, dogs that are born with male parts. Um, they, well, you're supposed to get them fixed before a certain time because they can learn to mark. Oh yeah. So Chuck, we didn't get him fixed in time and he, he learned to mark everything. He, He would, walk down the street and mark grass and then the next blade of grass with he lift his leg and pee but just like a little tiny bit right mm-hmm. yeah and that's just to sort of like claim it right and we never i mean we never cured him of this it's something it's an instinct and if we let him he would stop and mark everything um I have so many pictures of Chuck with his leg lifted and <laughs> we, <laughs> we met this couple in the neighborhood in Los Angeles who had a gigantic black lab mix and he and Chuck just, his name is George and they just loved each other. Chuck and George. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she came over one time just to say hello and she was a, a super profound, I forgot what she did. She worked in the entertainment industry and she was, you know, dressed beautifully and she had on, mono- how do you say it? My God, it's been so long since I've, uh, Blonix, Manalo Blonix. Manalo Blonix, yeah. Yeah. 
She had on very, 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 very expensive shoes. And Chuck marked her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He beat on her shoe? Yes. Oh, and how did she? Oh, she was whoa, laughing. Wow. She's like, you know, it's a dog. Whatever, you know. So. That's about the best possible reaction you could ask for? Yeah, I was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, who cares? They did not crate train their dog. Um, and he's gigantic. And she lived a few apartments down from us. And we would all, you could hear him barking all day long. He would bark in that apartment all day long. And that's like a booming yeah. bark. Yeah. And it was all hardwood floor and Spanish style tile. So it would echo in their apartment. Holy shit. Yeah. Great train. I can't. Oh, yeah. I can tolerate barking like in a certain setting and for so long, but when it's just nonstop, oh man. Yeah. Because we could only walk Chuck on leash and our trainer told us never to take him to a dog park only because uh, some dogs are ill-behaved and can leave sort of, you know, traumatic experiences in the brain of your dog. I've actually heard that from a number of people that dog parks are not as great as they seem. Yeah, I can't take Coco to a dog park. Not at all. Never. Because she'll herd them all or what? She will scream she will scream and herd and um chase every all of them. Yeah. In a bad way. Not in a fun, fun let's play way. In a Right. I fucking hate you and I will destroy you. Right. I own you all now. Yeah. So oh, wow. when we moved uh, from Los Angeles back to Utah, we drove up the coast of California and up to Seattle to where uh, Jex's brother lived. Okay. And they had a house and they had a, an older um, yellow lab. Lovely, friendliest dog ever. And they had a giant backyard. And when we got there, <laughs> we let Chuck into the backyard and he looked around and was like, what the fuck? And he just started running back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth like like literally for 30 minutes and that just because he wasn't tethered yeah and oh, wow. their dog his name was cosmo cosmo just sat there and it was like he was watching tennis he just went back <laughs> like what is that dog doing just back and forth and back and forth but yeah yeah i don't know if we talked about this but i can't have lily out at all off leash even in my fenced in yard she'll get because there are hawks. <laughs> because there are hawks. She is. I was I was walking her and because it's spring and, you know, everything is coming back to life, there's a lot of squirrels out, and it occurred to me that she is she is just a long legged squirrel. Like that is her size. Mm-hmm. She weighs I, I don't know, three pounds or something. So there's nothing to her. Uh-huh. But that makes it even harder because the yard is fenced and it would be great to just say go in the yard or even if i had to be out there with her but didn't actually have to be within you know leash distance but i can't so everywhere she goes to sniff like i just follow along which that's a lot of work that's so much work it is it is a lot of work and she uh, she always pees more than once and somehow she poops like three times and i i don't know why she doesn't just get it all out (laughs) For God's sake. Uh. Yeah. Coco has started to walk 
as she poops. She starts to move forward, and so the poop sort of makes a line. God. <laughs> oh, man. And so they're also, so we would let Chuck and Coco into the backyard, and Chuck would be like, ah, oh, yeah, this is this is the life. Coco would go pee and come straight back to the door and scratch the door to get back in. She does is not. Is that because she doesn't like outside or she doesn't want to be far from? She doesn't want to be far from bird. us. Uh, okay. And uh, Interesting. Wow. Oh, yeah. She's never been. She she cannot laze outside. What if you're sitting outside? If Will I'm she... sitting out, yeah, she'll stay. Interesting. Wow. And I think I mentioned in this house, she really can't sit at a door and scream at anything passing by. <laughs> like she did at the other <laughs> right. house. Um, so I go down and it's not a, well, I guess it is kind of a basement, but it's a walkout basement where I work in the house. And she comes and she sits next to me all day long, which. Wow. And just sleeps and lays. And, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of sweet though. It's really, and you don't have it's to play really with her sweet. all day. I mean, I've really, she and I, you know, have gotten close, um, especially um, now that the kids are getting older and aren't as in the house as much, um, because she would normally just be watching them. So she's like with me now more than ever, and it's really, it's really sweet, I guess. <laughs> and was she like that when Chuck was still around? She was always, always, always wondering where Marlo was. Like, where's Marlo? Where's Lita? Where's that? Where are they? And she would position herself in the house to make sure that she could sense where everybody was. And it was really, it was amazing because it was so strategic how she would do it. And so she never really like sat up, sat at my feet to, you know, to like be with me. She was always, you know, working. Right. Yeah. That is really sweet though. It's very sweet. I mean, I do like, I mean, even even when Lily is insane, it is nice like having that little companion. Like that presence, you know? Yes. It is it's incredible. Once they calm down <laughs> and you can have a little bit of control over their behavior, it's really comforting to have her there. At this point, if she could just lose all of her baby teeth for a while, that would be great. Just like a week without any teeth would be would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I collected all of Chuck's teeth. I still have them somewhere. Really? Yeah. Because I've heard like sometimes you see them, sometimes they eat them. Uh-huh. It kind of depends. Yeah. I mean, hers are just so damn small. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then <laughs> you watch oh, your dog get older and it's... <sighs> I mean, she's Tough. still very spry, but I can tell that she is experiencing a little bit of pain going up and down the stairs in her back hind legs. Plus you've had a dog too. Yeah. Like, so I feel like you are, I mean, I haven't had a dog in so long that I'd probably pick up on some of these things, but you are way more aware. Yeah. I'm with her all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's, she's kind of an old lady now, right? Yeah. She's 11 years old. Yeah. Wow. And still on duty, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> she, fuck, man, the squirrels in this neighborhood are crazier than they've ever been. And <laughs> she she watches them on the power lines and in the trees. And she she knows that she's not supposed to, but sometimes she can't control herself. And she just starts screaming. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Chuck, but Chuck never barked. He wasn't a barker, like at not, all. He maybe barked like once or twice every year, maybe. Oh wow! Okay, so that's yeah, no. That's how my dog was, like that my family had. He never barked at mm -hmm. all. He didn't bark when people came to the door. He didn't bark when we got home. He was always happy, and he would come to the door. Yeah, but never, never had any interest, which was amazing. <laughs> I never really knew what you meant by screaming until I got this puppy. <laughs> now I get it. I It sounds like a very large rodent is being tortured. Yeah. That is exactly what it, and it, I don't know. And I've watched her and she doesn't even really move her mouth that much. Right. It's like she just opens it and this scream, oh my God, it's unbelievable. And it carries, it just carries through the house. I can hear it through the closed door. Uh, oh. I've got it. Yeah, I've got to get a video of what happens. It's a screaming howl talk. And there was a reporter here last week and uh, she came in and Coco lost her mind. And then the reporter was like, is she okay? And I was like, yeah. Oh, really? She's, she's just happy. That bad? Just, yeah, it was that bad. And she had to run out to her car to get something. And then she came back in and Coco did it again. And she's like, I have never been around a dog who talks. I'm like, yeah. Cowboy and his daughter have determined that the sound coming out of her voice is, she says, but it's screaming in, in all different sorts of keys. Right. And uh, Cowboy joked, he's like, I think she's saying error. Error, error. Error. Oh my God. <laughs> Whenever something is wrong. No, it's just like uh, I've got an error in my brain and I can't control my oh reaction. <laughs> oh, wow. But she's doing that with a wagging tail. Like she's excited. That's just her way of. Oh, yeah. So there. So one, okay, people are going to judge you a lot for everything that you do with your dog. Um, I. Like, like the good and the bad, you mean? Yeah. So they have okay, people good. have very very strong opinions about it you know 
I mean, you need this. So it really is exactly like parenting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coco came to us with a docked tail. We did not dock it. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. So they dock tails very early on because certain tails and certain breeds can, yeah, they get very, very long and hairy and can interfere with their duties. Okay, so like they cut the tail. Yeah. Okay. So she has a little nub of a tail. There's a Twitter account that I follow all about Aussies. And okay. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm trying to like get away from angry Twitter. <laughs> Since it's a good place to start. Um, and the pinned tweet on this account is a video of like 30 different Australian shepherds. And they have a wiggle butt. It's what it's called. Okay. So when they get happy, their butt starts to wiggle just their butt. That is the only part. And it, it really is like a, almost like a Latin dance, like wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> that's so awesome. And that's because the tail has been short. Is that like what um, leads to that? It's part of the breed. Like that's just how they wag their, their tail. That's how they show their happiness is just the butt part. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Honestly, <laughs> that's pretty great. Just the butt part. Just the butt part. Yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of prepared for like people to tell me that crate training is bad. And yep. if I wasn't doing crate training, they would tell me that was bad. And then yep. if I feed this food, that's bad. I just, I mean, it, it is, it's like parenting. Like as long as I feel like as long as you're genuinely trying to do what you think is best with good intention, like just do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're going to use the wrong leash, right? Oh, yeah. There's a right leash and there's the wrong leash. And well, she's on a cat leash because she's very small. <laughs> she's on a cat leash. <laughs> she's she's on a cat leash, yeah. And the, I think, extra small or double XS harness that is still a little on the big side. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's very tiny. I've gotten so much shit for the gentle lead that I use with Coco. People think I have muzzled her um, when all it does is it really uh, is the only way that I can walk her. Um, it's this leash that goes over her nose and around the top of right behind her ears. Okay. And it, it all, all it does is you yank it a little bit and it pulls her head up to look at you. You're not hurting her. You're basically alerting her that she needs to stop being a crazy bitch. And right. a lot of people use it because certain dogs are really hard to walk. And uh, I've posted a ton of pictures of her on Instagram. And invariably, someone is like, I can't believe you muzzle your dog. Why are you muzzling your dog? So. Because you need to. Like, I, I can't I walk. I can't, she can't go on a walk without it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just need to. Just need to to be used to doing everything wrong. And, you know, you're not supposed to let your dog eat whipped cream, John. It, it was a puppuccino, <laughs> damn it. And it was worth every single second of it. I have only fed her. I have, I don't remember. I have food from a friend of mine that's like human grade, all natural, minimally processed. I don't know, all this stuff. But I bought like lots of different things just to figure it out because the people who were fostering her 
They're like, her diet will be very simple for you. It's just rotisserie chicken from Costco, fresh salmon. And I laughed and I'm like, no, that's, that's really what we give her every meal. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so going to have to figure something else out. Yeah. I know those people who like make, they cook their dog's food. Yeah. Which I'm not judged. That just seems yeah. like a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I don't even have time to work or eat at the moment. So the easier, the better. Yeah. And if that means a puppuccino, then damn it, it's a puppuccino. Are you also- I didn't even want to order that. I felt so weird actually asking for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. You also will start to hear the craziest horror stories from people about their about their their dog. Oh, great! Yeah, there's a woman in Los Angeles who had a like a King Charles Spaniel or something like that. It's a smaller dog, smaller Spaniel. Very, very expensive breed. And it ate a whole box of tampons one night. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was emergency surgery. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're expanding. Okay. I was about to ask if you know that they expand. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be like like worse than a bird eating rice, I feel like. Oh my God. An entire box of tampons. Uh, yeah. I can't even understand how that would be an enjoyable experience well, that's what for I was the gonna, dog. Uh, it, like why it, it doesn't t- like, so my trainer, I keep going back to him. He, I wish everybody who had a dog could just sit down with this man for 10 minutes. He's like, most of the way a dog eats is big, is because of the smell. They don't have nearly as many taste buds as we do, but they can smell things. And so a lot of like what they're eating is because they, they're smelling it. And that's the enjoyment of their food. And uh-huh. so what about it? And these were like, it's a box of unused tampons. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I guess their sense of smell is better, but I still can't imagine. What is so alluring about a box of tampons? No, I mean, if yeah. it was like, yeah, it broke into my pantry and ate a bag of chips or like Mm -hmm. I get that something that's equally aromatic. I, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard horror stories about dogs eating socks that get like stuck in their intestines and just terrible things. You know about the corn dog stick, right? No. Sort of a legendary story early on. Um, I think it was our first 4th of July here. Uh, we were at a party and a kid was standing there holding a corn dog and he inhaled it out of that kid's hand, the whole thing. Who did? Chuck. Oh, wow. Okay. He inhaled the entire corn dog, stick included, and was perfectly fine. And we were like, oh, okay, what do we do? Hmm. So you you knew it was a corn dog at the time, like you knew what had happened. I watched it happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Oh man. Yeah, the kid was just stunned, like it just disappeared out of his hand. So we waited for his distress, and it sort of never happened. And four weeks later, he stopped eating and he stopped drinking, and that is the one of the major signs that something is wrong with her dog. Right. And 
he would not like I broke out bacon I broke out like raw meat and he wouldn't he didn't even look at it so I took him to the vet and told the vet what had happened and she's like okay so let's do an x-ray didn't see anything on the x-ray at all and so she's like this is what we're gonna do we're gonna inject him with they injected him with like a, a, a crazy amount of water Okay. Um, I for I maybe to flush out his system. I think that's what the point was. And you know, Jex and I had to have a really hard conversation about what do we pay? You know, how much money do we pay for, right. you know, fixing this? Um, and <laughs> that did day, you come up with a number? Like, did you actually settle on something? I said to him, "I will." I will, you know, mortgage the house. I will sell everything. I'm not, I mean, this is my dog. I, I devoted my, my life to him. And we were at a, we took him to a park just to see if he would like run around a little bit. And he saw one of his friends and he ran over to the friend, dog friends. And then he ran back to us and like he looked up and started turning in circles and circles and circles and circles. And all of a sudden... He pooped and there was an intact corn dog stick in his intact intact. It fucking traveled through his intestines into just, Oh my God. Intact. I'm like, people thought it was a hoax. It was intact. The whole thing. (laughs) Chuck was a hell of a dog (laughs) on so many levels. Honestly, oh my God. Wow. So this was after they injected him with water. Like, we're yeah, going to give him the water and see what happens. Yeah, I think the water flushed it out of his system. So. Oh, man. That's <sighs> terrifying, but also pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive, right? Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, you'd think something like that could be lethal. Oh, you, you would think that it would, like, rip up his entire, like insides oh yeah like his stomach and if it made it past i mean it would be it'd be terrible yeah so wow hell of a dog so we we never let him around corn dogs ever again (laughs) yeah oh my god oh wow yeah but can i just say that i've like i've calmed down like i woke up this morning in just a state of panic so it's good to talk about dogs it is. I, w- I was going to ask, though. I mean, I feel like we we kind of have to touch on, you know, book tour prep, PR, things like that, because there's, you are at a point where there is a lot going on and there is only more to come uh-huh. for like a, a good two to three months. Um, I have... I I have probably 30 emails just from the last hour about stuff that I need to get to certain publications and I need to get to my publisher and I need to get to the hotel in this one city. And, um, and at the same time, I have two children who are so absent minded that I'm just, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot that I 
that I can't catch up with. And um, it's really daunting. And I'm just having to breathe through it like I'm in labor. Now, this is probably an ignorant question, but once you're actually on the road, which I know is pretty constant for a while. Yeah. Are, like, will will the pub the publicists, like the PR, will they be able to field some of what's happening? Or are you going to have to be on the road going to book events and still doing all of that same email as you're going? This is the thing that I think... I'm going to be okay with the logistics of everything because I've done it before. I know how it works. Like the traveling and movement, you mean? Uh, yeah, and showing up and there, it's it's just a lot of, like, it's nonstop. Non, like, it's a nonstop. Like, I go from one event to another event to another event to one media thing to another media thing to another media thing. Um, so there's multiple, so every stop that you're making, in addition to, like, a book event, you have other stuff going on. Yeah, like, when I'm for the book. I get to New York almost at like midnight and then I'm on the Today Show the next morning and right after the Today Show, I am taping a podcast and then I'm going to do a studio to do a show here in Salt Lake. Um, okay. And then there's a book reading that night and then there's more media the next day and then I fly out to Toronto that day. Um Damn. So it's that's the, that's sort of like the like nutshell of how it goes. But the thing that I have to prepare myself for, and it's already started to happen from the people who've read it, um, is the um, people have been affected extensively by suicide, and have stories to tell and stories they want to share, and. I think even more than uh, the my book about postpartum, people are going to be coming to me during these events and sharing really deeply emotional things. Um, and I have to, you know, gear myself up for that because I'm already a very, very, um, I cry very easily. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, well, I almost to get cr- all of those stories, like, which is amazing. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. great that people will feel comfortable sharing those things. But to get one after the other, after the other, after the other, then get on a plane, then get one after the other, after like that's that's a heavy emotional load. Um, and I'll you know, cowboy is coming with me. Um, so he'll. My mother said that he's going to have to carry my baggage literally and figuratively um just right. to sort of Makes sense. through yeah but they have hand this, so this is the this is also the other sort of they have handlers at bookstores during signings to move the line through and i don't know how many people are going to show up i have no idea but they move the line through or try to get the line through it, not as quickly as possible but just in a timely manner and i'm going to want to give these people I want to be, I want to show up for them. I want, I want to hear them. I want to listen to them. And I'm sure that their handlers are going to be like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. And, um, there's going to be a tiny little bit of like tension there. I think, uh, maybe not, but, um, that's something I need to, um, gear up for. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I think, and it's so hard to know exactly 
how everyone is going to connect with the book. Yeah. Because there's so many different possible ways to connect, whether it's like yourself directly, a family member, a friend, like it's, it, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. It will definitely be an emotional, even if you don't cry, it will be an emotional ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people have connected with the story of my family too. You know, there's familial connections here. And so like the dynamic and yeah. 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 So. Oh yeah. Um, but I am going directly from here to getting my hair done. There's a photographer coming over in a couple of hours and we'll be here for the rest of the day. And uh, Lita has a doctor appointment and Marlo has an orthodontic appointment tomorrow. <laughs> and it's sort of like, okay, I have to, I, ha I don't know, really, I've, I've given up on the idea of catching up. So, oh yeah. I think yeah. you, you kind of have to, you have to let go or you're going to go, you're going to go crazy. I'm, I'm giving away book plates to people who pre-ordered the book. I spent two and a half hours on Sunday doing book plates and I didn't even get through a fourth of them. And my hand was, I couldn't move my hand at that point. It was so cramped. And oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And so I've just got to figure out how to get all of that done before I leave because when I leave, I'm gone for five days straight for three straight weeks. Right. Yeah. Well, Lita has good handwriting, right? <laughs> Just have her do them. You know, it's so, it's so funny to me when people send me an email and they'll say, hi, Lita, I know you're the one answering the email. And it's like... <laughs> people actually say that? Yeah, I've had that said oh, to me wow. several times. You're crazy if you, if you think... <laughs> you're crazy if you think I'm going to let her into my inbox. Oh, Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and admit we were watching the OA and um, we finished it two nights ago. Okay. I've heard it's good. I've never seen it though. Yeah. It was season two and she came into the, she, she come, we, we watched TV in our bedroom and she okay. came into the bedroom to turn on the TV and there was a description of what had just been watched on the television. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> oh God. And I was like, quickly, turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off, turn off, leave the room, leave the room, let me fix this, I gotta fix this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Ah, uh, I may be old, but I'm not dead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, here we go. Wow. And it, it was probably tasteful, though. It was very tasteful. It's really but all that matters. Just, she just was sort of, it was, an, it was only a description. It was only like the title. Right. And she was just like, what? Oh, no. oh yeah. T title's definitely enough though. In most <laughs> cases, pretty sure that was, that was adequate. Yeah. And that's kind of how we're going to wrap up our conversation on dogs is with some tasteful porn. And tasteful. <laughs> you use the word. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We should also probably let people know we haven't really figured out the logistics of continuing MRS during this book tour. That's not to say that we won't necessarily, but it's going to be a challenge. So there might be a few quiet weeks. Yeah. But We're we'll do our best to keep everyone, everyone posted and see if we can squeeze in a recording with all of Heather's free time. 
so much of it. Yeah, and we would love to hear your horror stories about your dog getting into the chocolate. Don't let your dog eat chocolate or raisins or grapes. Chocolate raisins or grapes, okay. Yeah, there's there's a lot of poisonous things for dogs. Uh, We would love to hear your stories of your lovely puppies and your puppuccinos. You can <laughs> you can write us uh, stories at manicramblings.com and find us online, Facebook, Instagram. What's the other one? Twitter? Twitter. Uh, at manicramblings and on Patreon, patreon.com slash manicramblings. Yes. Yes. Uh, until next time. Don't get a don't get a puppy. Don't get a puppy. <laughs> I think don't that's the it. moral of the story here. <laughs> just just don't. Trust us on this. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.